What's up, instigators? This is Adam Kasich. I am the instigator, and you are listening to the one, the only, Instigation Nation podcast. What is up, you instigator you? This is Adam. Welcome to show number 25 of the Instigation Nation podcast. I have an important message today. Not so much humor and necessarily playfulness. I had a great time last week. I hope you guys did. But this one's on unfaithfulness. And this topic, while maybe it's not something that gets discussed a lot, It's something that's very important and I believe affects most of us in ways that we're not even necessarily aware of. I was doing my study this morning and I realized one important thing and that was normally, and maybe this is just me, but I don't think so. Normally when we see something about faithfulness or being faithful, we associate that with relationships or marriage. But as I was reading this morning, I'm looking at this and I'm like, you know, that's not really faithfulness or unfaithfulness, even marital faithfulness. Unfaithful simply means that, like I, I even wrote my note, that it means that you don't do what you say or a failure to keep a promise. And in marital unfaithfulness, it's any part of not keeping the vows. That makes sense, right? Not keeping the vows. So I looked it up, you know. I look it up in the dictionary because I want to see what the intent was. What does the author mean? Context is so important. In our day and age, when any meme is going to grab a a snippet of somebody's quote or any news agency is going to use a small snippet of video they use it out of context to, to serve whatever agenda that they're trying to spoon feed their listeners, their viewers. And most of the time, most of the time, it doesn't even, it's, it's the opposite of what was initially intended. It's horrible. But in this situation, I wanted to see what was really, you know, behind this word. And I gave it some thought and I got a message that I think is going to serve you guys today. So much anger and frustration gets produced by unfaithfulness. I've had moments in my life where my own unfaithfulness has produced desperation, hopelessness, and all sorts of destruction, right? Like nothing good can come out of that. I used to think that, that marital faithfulness meant, or marital unfaithfulness, meant that one of the two people had an affair of some kind, right? Emotional, physical, something online that nobody knows about, something at work that that we think nobody knows about. And if you're just tuning into the Instigation Nation podcast for the first time, or maybe you're just catching this episode and this is the first one ever, understand that that almost all of my stuff comes from my own bad examples. 
So when I'm talking about these things, understand that there is no judgment coming at you. There is no holier than thou here going on. There's no arrogance going on. I'm speaking out of my own stuff from the past. Okay, it's not current. I was almost going to say baggage, but it's not baggage because I don't carry it anymore. And this podcast exists so you can let go of some of yours. Marital unfaithfulness, however, does not strictly refer to infidelity. I want to make that clear. It does not. There's a multitude of ways that we can be unfaithful. And I'm going to talk about three or four different things today and not just the marriage aspect because I know that not everybody, that, that, that doesn't apply to everybody. Webster's defines unfaithfulness as not faithful. Okay, that's the first thing they say. Didn't they teach us in grade school like you don't use the word to define the word? Whatever. The first definition under the not faithful, the next one is not adhering to vows, allegiance, or duty. In other words, disloyal an unfaithful friend, not faithful to marriage vows, suspected her husband of being unfaithful. Okay, that's, that's an example. I copied and pasted it into my notes, all right? Into my, into my outline. For the past few years, uh, let me just back up a little bit. I mentioned a few weeks ago that my wife and I were getting ready to do some marital therapy sessions, counseling. And so we've been doing that. We've had two meetings so far. And they're, they're going well, right? Like, but also, the idea, the instigator behind us wanting to go to the therapy session, what made us want to do that, what made that happen, was something that we did not think of in relation to either one of us being unfaithful. But in this process of learning, of being with his doctor, her giving us some ideas, I realized that I was being unfaithful. So one of our deals was like, okay, we're not, we're struggling with putting the marriage as number one, each other, right? I don't mean the kids because they're number two in this house. So they're number two. And then like, you know, business and friendships and, and that stuff comes, comes later. They're very important things, all of these things. But if, you know, to have to prioritize them by number, her and I are number one, our relationship, because everything rises and falls on that everything. First, our spiritual lives, and we work that out, but you know, the earthly stuff. And so I expressed to to Nikki, my wife, that I believed our marriage was not her number one priority. I said that. (laughs) I told her I felt like she was not holding us as her top priority. Now, not because it was negative or she's out running around or ignoring us. It's not that. We're talking the busyness of life here. We're talking the two of us are in our late 30s, four kids, a new business, a move across the country, not to mention anything else that came from the past. So lots of, lots of ups and downs, major ups and downs in the last five years, really 10 years, but some significant ones in the last three years or so. And out of that, life gets us busy, right? Anybody who's married, anybody who's married listening to this you're probably nodding your head if you've been married for any kind of time. Now, if you just got married and you're, you're posting on Facebook that you're excited about your, you know, your, your four and a half month wedding anniversary, this ain't for you because you don't know shit yet. Life has not slapped you in the marital mouth yet. 
So hang tight. And maybe it has. And if it has already, like one of those, like the next day, what did I do deals? This probably isn't the show either. That's a, that's a different level of um, beautiful drama. So good luck with that. But I know this. We have been married. This year will be 18 years by the end of the year. We've been married over 17, together 22. So we are not rookies at this deal, right? But I told her that, you know, hey, I'm feeling neglect. I'm feeling like we're not number one. And, and I thought that, like, literally, I wasn't pointing a finger hardcore, but I wanted to let her know this is how I'm feeling and, and whatever else. I know I'm not perfect. We began seeing that therapist and something popped up on me. While I was stating my claim that Nikki wasn't holding up her end of the deal, of course, I'm being gentle and respectful. If you guys know us, man, I mean, a few people do who listen, right? I discovered I'm every bit as responsible for not protecting our marriage in the way that I wanted her to. I'm talking about putting each other before anything else. Anything. Here's an example. When Nick makes dinner, she's making dinner. She's the cook. She's the grill master. I don't touch food. That's changing. But up until the last several weeks, you want me to cook something? I can make some scrambled eggs. I can heat up some hot dogs in a microwave. When she makes dinner, I'm typically either on the computer doing some work or maybe even sitting on the patio out back pretty much year-round because we live in a place where life can occur outdoors year-round. Or, you know, maybe I'm playing with the kids outside and... On a rare, rare, rare occasion, I'll sit upstairs on my laptop while ESPN or, you know, watching some sports show or something like it's in the background. I'm, I'm, I'm doing that. But we don't do TV a lot. So that's not really a, that's not an issue here. This is what I realized was the prime time to be hanging out with her. And I was completely blind to it. I wasn't even being faithful to my own concern. My concern was that she wasn't putting our marriage first because she's all over here doing all these other things. And hey, what about me, right? A little bit of victim going on in there. Now look, I know when we're married, we got duties to each other and responsibilities to uphold and vows to keep to each other. I'm not saying just because you got a problem that you're being a victim, but I know that I, I was carrying some of that. So we've made that change. She's cooking. She's baking for K6 Fit Bites. She's doing something. Maybe even working out. I join her. I'm joining her in the kitchen. I'm helping her. I'm peeling potatoes. I'm rinsing stuff. I'm putting it on the stove. I'm going out and learning how to use the grill better than I do. Because I don't really know how to use that thing too well. I know it's not that difficult. But hey, when you've had it made your whole life, Sometimes you don't find needs. Sometimes you don't find that space to uh, teach yourself some things. And I've definitely had it made with the woman that I married. So the point being, I discovered that I was being unfaithful, right? The revelation breaks through my thick head this time. And we've both been intentionally working at putting our enjoyment of each other and our desire for time together and our friendship back at center stage. We're enjoying it. We're having fun. We're having a blast. It's loose. We just got back from Costco. We're doing the the grocery deal in the middle of the day when the kids are there. Tomorrow, we're going to go do uh, lunch on the beach. And when I say lunch, that's going to turn into something like 9.30 till about 2. 
maybe 1.30. So we're going to be out there for a while. We're just going to spend time together. I was traveling this week, did some business out of state, and got back in. So we're, we're making that time happen, right? And the doc's giving us some good, some good stuff on that. But the point of today's show is that unfaithful simply means you're not doing what you promised. That's what it means. Don't think that just because maybe you're not actively cheating on your partner or your spouse that you're not being faithful to that deal that you made. Maybe. And I talk tough like that a little bit sometimes because that's who I was. How about you're working for somebody? You got a boss, an employer, a vendor, anything. Like you're, you're doing things with these relationships. Just because you're not physically ripping off the company, stealing cash out of the register or out of the bank, it doesn't mean you're in the clear. You ever punch in exactly on the minute you're supposed to? You're supposed to punch in at 7 a.m. even, and you punch in at 7 a.m. even? That's not when you start work. You start work when you get to the, to the floor. You start work when you get on site. You start work when you get to your desk, whatever it is. That's when you start work. So those three, four, seven, 12 minutes that takes you to get there because you went to the bathroom after you punched in, that's theft. That is absolute theft if your employer expects you to be working at the moment you're punched in. Now, if you can do that and you got a little bit of grace time, God bless you. All the more power to you. But I'm bringing up little things that a lot of us don't think about. Punch out a little early take a little long lunch, punch in, finish the last few bites of your lunch. I've been there. Do you really give 100% to the work that you agreed to perform? We have no problem double and triple checking our paychecks to make sure boss man or boss woman held up their part of the deal, do we? We don't have a hard time double checking those pennies. But are we doing that for their sake? Let, let, me, let, me, let me hit this one. This will be real popular ever cancel a shift when you weren't really sick? Yeah, I lived that life for like five years. Lived it. I'm not here to be the moral police. I'm here to wake up some things about some of these ideas. I think overall, we don't really understand the level of impact these seemingly small spots have in our life. The impact that they, that they deliver into our life, into our overall spiritual well-being, our fulfillment, our happiness. The blindness that I had three weeks ago in my own marriage has shown me this big time. I was completely responsible in that one sense, at least, to provide for my own marital enjoyment. And yet I'm over here at the computer out in the patio going, why doesn't she come hang out with me? You know, it's in my head, right? She never wants to hang out. We used to be such good friends. And now look, we don't even talk anymore. It was fake. It was a delusion in my mind. It was an illusion. All I had to do was walk away from my desk, walk inside the house, and boom, there it is. Slapping butts, sipping beers, and having a great time as a married couple who knows how to live it. So if unfaithfulness is not keeping your word, that means it can come in many forms. And I imagine some of it's unintentional. 
like my marriage example. But what I found is that ironically, it's usually our lack of character or our unfaithfulness that makes us unhappy. In other words, we do it to ourselves and then we point the finger somewhere else. I think a lot of times we don't even realize it. Business owners, for all you business owners out there, you need to watch this real close. You need to watch it real close. You know, I was just came back in town this week doing business up in Detroit, the Detroit area. And they're in food service and I'm there to help out with some management and some coaching and, and some profitability issues. And so one of the, I, you know, they're in food service, right? And one of the people had mentioned the name of a competitor. And now, not that the person was like all about it, but it, it struck this idea in me. Like, why are we even saying that name in this building? We discussing different things that go on that affect this business? Maybe so. But if I work and I sell cars for BMW and you see me driving a Mercedes, I'm being unfaithful. I'm being unfaithful. I believe that. I guess as an employee, it can go a little bit different depending on who the owners are. But if you own the business and you're using other products, that's also unfaithful. But you got people in your business that may be being unfaithful to the business. And that has to be snuffed out quick or it'll take you down. And also, are you faithful to your people that are serving your company? Or are they just there to line your pockets? Faithfulness, all forms. Everybody plays a role. Parents, are you faithful to your kids? Or do your buddies and your girlfriends get priority? Does the softball team get priority? Does the beer league sports team get priority? Look at your life. Find areas where you're being unfaithful to whatever it is that you've promised and know you don't need something in writing to promise something. If you've said it with your mouth, you've promised it and that's a bond. I have one company that I consult with. We made an agreement in 2017 with a handshake. I know that's not always wise or prudent or the best scenario these days. But this is the whole point. It's because character has slipped. Integrity slipped. But in this case, my judgment and theirs was spot on. And to this day, we got a great relationship going on. Even if the whole world fails at keeping their word to you, you can still be great. And you must if you want people to trust you, if you want people around you, if influence in a positive direction in other people's lives matters to you. You don't have a choice. How about you? Are you faithful to you? This is the encouraging part in case you've been waiting for it. Do you make a promise about your health and then you quit when the cake and ice cream is served? at the birthday party, at the potluck, Thanksgiving, Christmas, you go ahead and bail out on your own well-being, your own physical well-being? How about your promise to not spend so much money on garbage? 
to promise to finish that plans for the book that's been in your heart for years? How about start that podcast that you took two years to do and it hasn't come yet? How about start that new business or travel more? How about scroll Facebook less? How about be on social media less? You've made yourself a promise maybe, right? Most of us do that. I need to, man, I need to get off that thing a little bit, been on it a little bit too much. The point is when we don't keep our word to ourselves, that tears us up on the inside faster than anything anybody else can do to us because we're living with the liar and we know it. We know it. A big thing in the sales world is that when somebody's selling a product for a company and, and they find out information and, and they start off on fire, right? They start off on fire. They do great. They grow quickly. They learn. They get results. And then they get new information. Somehow, somewhere, they get new information that isn't very flattering about the company. Maybe they are doing unethical things. Maybe the product isn't what it really says it is. It doesn't matter. But then their results start going down and the leadership of the company blames the salesperson. But it's really us finding out that what we're selling is not exactly what we thought we were selling. And that little seed of doubt, that little acorn rattles around in our skull and it affects us when we're in front of prospects or clients. It affects us. We lose confidence. We lose certainty. And the same thing happens when we know about ourselves that we're not doing what we said we would do. I set my alarm for 5 a.m. I'm going to get up and go for a run. And then we don't because it's cold. It doesn't matter what the reason is. You failed your word to yourself. And now you get to live with that anxiety. You get to live with that disappointment in yourself. It kills confidence. It kills self-esteem. Our whole attitude about life, everything goes downhill. We become pessimistic, cynical. We think everybody's a liar. Only cheats think people are cheating. Only liars think everybody's a liar. You ever notice the most trusting people in the world are the most trustworthy? How is that? If you're struggling in an area too with keeping your word, being faithful, this is a serious, serious issue. But There's super simple, practical, easy hope. Just start small. Start small. Starting with yourself is the place to start. When I was 27, I decided to become a man of rock solid character. That if I said something, you could take it to the freaking bank. Guaranteed, no doubt. I wanted everybody who ever met me or got to know me to feel that way about me. Mostly because at that point in my life, I had virtually no integrity. I was abusing my marriage with drugs and affairs. I was unfaithful to my kids because I wasn't around. I was unfaithful to my body by consuming like every single day, pretty much five days a week was probably my, how I, you know, my frequency consuming professional grade pharmaceutical drugs. I was popping pills and I was shooting up with needles. I was unfaithful to coworkers, friends. I was stealing some stuff from break rooms and selling it on eBay. That's what I was doing. I was partially homeless at the time, living out of my car here and there, on and off. I was desperate. I was becoming quickly a full-time bum. But I made a choice that April, April of 2007, that I would become a man 
because I wasn't. These days, those who know me, they know I have some hard lines that I draw that I don't cross. And I usually, I'm pretty playful. But there are lines that I do not mess with. My word is one of them. I do not play. And if I meet somebody who's shifty, they don't do as they say they will. They make a promise and they fail it. And we're talking like repeated stuff here. Stuff always comes up. Things happen. That's why you communicate. But you never leave somebody hanging. You never no call, no show. Unless you're unconscious. Like in a ditch. Sleeping off a bender doesn't count. I meet people like that and I have. I'm sure you have too. I block them out of my life. At minimum, if I have to be around them for some for whatever reason, because sometimes it's family, right? And these people that we've called friends over the years. But if you've, if you've earned the title of friend in my life, you're, you're good because I don't just let anybody in. At minimum, I'll, I'll limit exposure to people and never do anything with them that involves money or my family. Those are very serious things. You got to protect your atmosphere, guys. It starts by protecting yourself, by giving yourself the gifts you know you deserve. Give yourself better health. Get up early when you said you would. Go to bed without falling asleep to TV because it's good for you. Protect your relationships, your finances. Make those tough decisions. Delay your gratification. Keep your money until you got enough to invest. And it comes down to discipline. And I know it sucks at times, especially getting rolling on it. I heard someone say once, you'll have the pain of discipline or you'll have the pain of regret. The choice is yours. Either way, there's discomfort involved in the discipline of faithfulness. But the pain of destroying valuable things in your life, that's freaking murder. You know the right thing. We all do. Instigate your faithfulness where you know you need to. Watch your confidence and your mood soar like a freaking rocket ship. I guarantee it. It will. And like anything else that I say with certainty on this show, you can take that shit to the bank. As always, guys, if something impacts you, please share this with a friend. I'm not asking you to do street marketing for me and and send it to 20 people so that, you know, gold coins drop out of the heavens. If you find some value, I ask that you share it. That's it. We got some good stuff coming. Just got back in town yesterday. I'm going to be recording some more shows. We got an interview coming, and that won't be the last. If you haven't connected with me on social yet, go ahead and do it. All my stuff is on the website. It's Adam Kasich's. Check it out, connect, leave comments, engage. And until next time.